This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Good morning. Top of the hour here on the Daily Tip on a Football Friday edition of our show. We've got picks, picks, picks coming up, starting with our NFL plays uh, in this segment. The next segment, it's on to the college ranks as we give you our six favorite plays in college football. Then it's on to the World Series. We have game one of the Fall Classic tonight. Can the Diamondbacks Hang with the red hot Rangers offense. We'll give you all the plays and more coming up in the next hour. And I see Jenks has decided to join us. Jenks, what here. were you doing during the break? Did you fold well, some laundry? I amazingly I did not. I heard this this small hacking sound. And I realized <laughs> my cat was coughing up a hairball. And I was like, oh God, not now. And so I was trying to lift him. I mean, he was just being a cat essentially. He is fine. He gets up early with me, and then I was like, not on the carpet, not on the carpet, not on the floor, not on the floor. And so I moved him away from the rug, not the carpet, because I don't have carpet. So I had to move him away from the rug, and then he's hawking. Uh, it's fine. Everything is fine. I just had to take care of that. <laughs> and then I realized, I realized oh, God, I got I to gotta hustle. I got to run. I'm being late. And so I got so caught up in trying to make sure there wasn't a mess everywhere. Everything's fine now. Well, you just lost all of the football guy street cred that you had at the start of the show for <laughs> playing through a cracked rib by following it up by saying, oh, I'm late to the show because my cat was throwing up. Gosh, darn it. <laughs> I know. Well, guys, uh, you know, I'm uh, you know me, I, uh, I suck it up and I no matter what I play hurt, but sometimes I have to take care of my little guy. So, yeah, I went from football guy to cat dad real quick. there. That wasn't good for me. Oh, real quick. Doesn't Taylor mm. Swift have a cat that's like kind of similar oh, yes. to yours? I think so. The one thing I do respect about her cat, which I think is named, what's her name? It's named after Mariska Hardigan's It's the Hardigay's person from character. Law & Order. Yeah, SVU. Olivia Benson, I believe, is the name of yes. her cat. And, I'm, and I love SVU, so I respect that. But I, that's really all I know about Taylor's cats. I don't know if she has but one of those. But here's the thing. Yeah. Now Travis Kelsey is going to be forced to be a cat dad if this cat still exists. Like, how oh, does Taylor God. Swift have a cat? Like, that's my other question. If you are somebody who is touring the world, do you take your cat with you? Do totally. you just have like partial custody of your cat? 
it feels like she's not the type of person that could have a pet. Oh, I feel like that. But what's the one thing about cats? I feel like that if you have enough money and God knows she certainly does, you could probably take your cats <laughs> with you and, and they would be fine. Like you could take them on tour. You could take them with you. You could travel with them. And plus cats are much more. Oh, totally. I could be wrong, but I feel like with her cats are so much more low maintenance compared to dogs that you could pull that off. Yeah, but do you think that cat likes flying all over in her jet that's like causing all these emissions? <laughs> I can't believe I'm Googling does Taylor Swift travel with her cats. Still have a cat? Uh, I think she does. I could be wrong. Um, oh, she has personalized bags for her cats and cat backpacks oh. on her private jet and brings them to events whenever she can. Oh, right. well, that's depressing we that Taylor Swift's cats live a better life that you, than you and I. <laughs> yes, they do. And then oh my, there's a thread on Reddit, Taylor's cats. When does she go home to the cats? And there's a long discussion about it. Holy Lord. All right. That's, that's a deep dive. That's a rabbit hole. <laughs> that's I enough have, internet for today. That's enough. That's enough. Close her down. Shut it off. That's it. I don't need to know that much. I'm shutting it down. Because I was just wondering if like Travis Kelsey was going to have to morph into a cat person, but I don't know. I haven't seen the cat be a huge part in their relationship because that would be funny if like the cat hates Travis Kelsey, you know, like cats Ooh, sometimes do. Yes. Uh, so we'll see if their relationship can survive that potential landmine. Mm. All right. So one of my picks in pick six today involves a cat. What about the rest of them? Jenks, let's get into our favorite plays on this week's slate. Pick six. Pick six. All right, time to game back that tough guy street cred, Jenks. Let's talk <laughs> some football. All right, let's do it. Come on, guys. I'm a tough guy. Let me get back on that mindset. All right. Seahawks minus three. Oh, she ended up Air rounds. There we go. Who doesn't love a square play? Let's, I'm a square play guy. The Seattle Seahawks hosting the Cleveland Browns, led by second-string quarterback P.J. Walker. With a head coach of the Seahawks, Pete Carroll is certain to welcome Cleveland with his shirt off. Okay. You know what? It may be square. I do not care. First of all, can we all agree that the Deshaun Watson trade has been an abject disaster for the Browns, as it should be. When he's healthy, he's a meh quarterback at best. And you know what? The Browns deserve it. Now they have to go to Seattle, where P.J. Walker will want to hand off the football. The problem is Nick Chubb is out for the season. Jerome Ford is out for this game, so they're down to Kareem Hunt. And Kareem Hunt is just fine, but he's just fine. That's all he is. And guess who, surprisingly, is a top-10 defense against the run? It is the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, the Browns defense is exceptional, but I don't think Seattle will have to score that much to cover this number. It's only three, and it's square, and I don't care. Seahawks minus three in the Emerald City. Yeah, I'll be on this one as well. It's a squad play. It's time to sell high on the Cleveland Browns for me. Back-to-back -back wins, including that uh, huge upset over the 49ers. But I think the magic ends here for Cleveland, especially uh, when you have to ride your hopes on your backup quarterback because it looks like Deshaun Watson not playing yet again. Uh, but this is a long trip, a long flight to Seattle. Uh, and also we have questions about the defense for the Browns after giving up, what, 38 points to Gardner Minshew? 
Yes, it's one, only one game. Maybe they look better in this one, uh, but they also haven't been great on the road this season. 0-2 against the spread when playing away from Cleveland. Uh, and plus, Seattle has been great as favorites this year. 3-1 and one against the spread as favorites. Their only loss was the first game of the year in a divisional matchup against the Rams. So I'll take the home favorites here. And I'll take the outline. Seahawks minus three is the play. If you want to watch that game, uh, it's going to be uh, a 405 Eastern kick out west. Pick six. Pick six. All right. Back to being a tough guy. You know me. I'll, I'll clean up a cat's mess and I'll get back to getting in the <laughs> weight room. You know, doing a bunch of squats, working on my lats, working on my tries, working on my quads. I might have a cracked rib. I'm still back in the game. I'm laying six and a half with the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to follow the money here. And this open Cowboys minus six. And I know you're thinking, whoa, that seems all right, Jinx. I don't know. You're Hey, you're talking to a tough guy. Tough guys know what they're talking about. All right. Sean McVay has overachieved this season. No question about it. But the one thing that Dallas does extremely well is pressure the quarterback i think they can get to matthew stafford early and often and yes before you tell me about puka nachua and cooper cup and tutu atwell and yes hell of a trio but the cowboys have the third best passing defense in the national football league this is just a good matchup for dallas especially coming off a bye week they're four and one against the spread as favorites this season rams one and four against the spread in their last five games against the cowboys it's just a good spot for the cowboys they match up well against la i'm going dallas minus six and a half in big d Ooh, let's do it uh if you want to watch that game it's a 1 p.m kickoff in the east on sunday in the big d big six big six all right next up for me i'm gonna take uh the kitty cats here uh, aka the Bengals. maybe they're not the kitty cats but uh, uh let's take joe burrow who's been fantastic in this role i'm gonna take the Bengals plus four against the niners because joe burrow is the king of underdogs 14 and 2 against the spread when getting more than three points also he's been really good against good teams 18 and 8 against the spread against teams above 500. this is nothing new to him Playing good teams on the road. He's done it before. He's knocked off the Chiefs on the road. He's knocked off my Titans on the road when they were the number one seed in the postseason. I think this is a buy low spot on a Bengals team coming off a buy. Joe Burrow should be healthier. And plus, the Niners probably won't even have Brock Purdy in this one. So I'll take the four points with the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, I like it, Chelsea. I actually like that play quite a bit. I think I will tell you on that. I don't need any analysis. I think it's the right call, especially if we get Sam Darnold at quarterback. Oh, absolutely. Ugh. It is a 425 kick in the East between Cincy and San Francisco on Sunday. Pick six. six. Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Let's just do that the rest of the show. Like not pronounce Pick everything it. correctly. <laughs> all right <laughs> same game different picks here bears at the chargers okay dear baby jesus i don't believe it i'm betting on the bears i'm grabbing the points perhaps you've heard of a man by the name of tyson bajant basin orange as he's been called 
maybe you've heard of the Harlan Hill Trophy, which is given to the best Division II player in the country. The same award that Tyson Bajant won at Shepherd College. And where is Shepherd College? I had no idea. I had to look it up, and it's in, by God, West Virginia. Dude, the Chargers should not be laying eight and a half points to anyone right now. Brandon Staley C is so hot, he's sharing it with the devil, as he should be. This is a letdown spot for the Chargers if there can be one after a loss because they just went and had a divisional game against the Chiefs. Let's roll with the plucky kid. The kid with Moxie, the kid who will steal our hearts in Los Angeles at least for one more week. This just seems like way, way too many points here. Bears plus eight and a half against the Chargers. I think the other part of this handicap is the Chargers laying eight and a half points. If you look at the last 24 games for the Chargers, 18 of them have been within seven points. The Chargers ain't Mm. blowing anybody out, but I think the play for me is, I think it's correlated, because if you think the Bears can put up some points, you would like the over here. So I'll take the over 46 and a half between the Bears and the Chargers. I think it's a buy low spot on this Chargers offense that's had back-to-back really tough games. Uh, They had to go against the Cowboys and the Chiefs. Those are two of the top four defenses in the NFL when it comes to points per game. Now, you get the Chicago Bears defense, who is uh, the fourth worst defense when it comes to points per game. And also, look at this Chargers defense. They are giving up the most passing yards to opposing quarterbacks of any team in the NFL. If there's ever a chance for Tyson Bajan to put up some points here, it's against this Chargers defense. Plus, the Bears have been super hot to the over. Six and one to the over this season. Let's ride the over between the Bears and the Chargers. Oh, I love this. I just love this play. Every From any way you look at it, I think this is a, I like your bet, I like my bet. I'm going to be on that as well. I can't believe, God help me, that I'm so into the Bears and Chargers this weekend. But I am to take the field on Sunday Night Football at 820. You know, is it hard for you, like it is for me sometimes, to say, just put the name of the team aside Put the player on the back of the jersey or the name in front of the jersey aside and just look at the analysis because there's, I, I feel like at least for me, some sort of inherent bias sometimes if you're talking about a bad team or a player that's burned you before. Oh, for sure. Like looking at the Bears, like there's absolutely a scenario in which they look terrible. But I think for me, it's it goes two ways because yes, it can be tough backing the Bears. But again, the Chargers have played in so many damn close games that I think the number is just too high because at the end of the day, you are playing the number. You are not saying that Mm -hmm. the Bears are going to win outright. You are saying they're going to keep it within eight points to win your bet. What I am nervous about this week, though, is how much chaos did we see in the NFL last week? Didn't it feel Mm -hmm. like a wonky week where every single public bet uh, ceased to win? So I am not super confident just because it was one of those weeks that kind of makes you like duck for cover. But hopefully this week will not be as chaotic because I think that's the great and awful thing about the NFL is that sometimes it's just unpredictable. So hopefully this week yes. goes a little better, at least for me. I Well, I'm the same way. I did not have a good week in the NFL. And I honestly, I honest to God, don't even know how my pick six went or my three picks in the NFL went last week. I can assure you they probably went one for two or over oh three. 
I just at a I did a cursory look at the scoreboard. I was like, oh, this doesn't seem good at all. But sometimes that's just the the danger, and it, it's one of the pitfalls that comes with betting on the NFL. That's why I believe these are the sharpest lines on the board always. Oh, for sure. And sometimes we'll just see anomalies. Like I had the under in the Colts and Browns game. It might have been the highest scoring game of the entire slate. That one ended 39 to 38, despite the Browns having one of the best defenses in the NFL. So here's hoping and praying to the betting gods that we don't see that kind of chaos again this week. All right. So what about chaos in the college ranks? We'll give you our favorite college plays after the break here on The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. And we are back. And it feels like we have to catch our breath a little bit because we have given out so many picks already on the show, but we're not done. We're going to give out even more plays for this weekend's like, uh, slate, this time in college football in this segment. And then later, we'll go to baseball. And then uh, even later in the show, we will talk some props uh, with Bobby Stanley, who comes on the show. Jenks, has your head been spinning yet when we've had to cover all of these sports? Now adding the NBA to the slate, uh, it feel like yes. it, it feel like it stresses me out just a little bit. A thousand percent, yes, because my brain can only accept so much. Guys, I was cleaning up a cat hairball about fifteen minutes ago. I got a crack. I got a lot going on in my head. I, there's about there's a finite space in my brain for information. I just I just looked at a Reddit thread about Taylor Swift and her cats. There's only so much information that I can absorb before a, a red light goes off and it says, that's it, you're done for the day. So when I, I'm trying to keep up with the NBA, I know what's happening, I'm keeping But as far as handicapping the NBA already, it's like, man, I'm already in the throes of football. We got baseball going on. I've been trying to get into hockey slowly but surely, made some hockey picks earlier this week, and now – you're asking me to start handicapping baseball less than a weekend or basketball, I should say. I mean, yes, I'm with you in that. I'm glad it's back. It's awesome to have all these sports. But when you're looking at numbers, 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 numbers across different sports, it's it's just very difficult. Yeah. Yesterday, I had to do a radio interview with the Nashville station. And because of the mm. timing of it, I had to do it in the car right after I picked uh. up my daughter from Mother's Day out. So I didn't have any notes in front of me. I had to do it yeah. just all straight from memory. So the thing is, all of my plays, oh. I had to memorize all of the numbers. And then this station loves to throw like curveballs in there. Like they asked mm-hmm. me about, let's see, the Vanderbilt Ole Miss game. And I mm-hmm. am not going to lie, didn't look at it. So I have to come up with something out of thin air from the crevices of my memory saying, well, yeah. I know Vanderbilt has been one of the worst teams against the number this year. I usually like backing the hometown teams, but it just right. hasn't been the case. But have you ever been put on the spot like this on live radio where you're just like, I know a lot, but that's one game I don't know about. Oh, yes. And one station that I do a hit for it, and we worked at it, it's not a big deal, but they had asked 
hey, can you do your hits now on Friday afternoons? And I'm like, I, no, uh, I cannot. Because A, that's all we're off. Our, yeah, it's our weekend. And then B, I can assure you that most Friday afternoons, I will be somewhere probably having a drink, hanging out. And the last thing you want from me is to walk outside with my cell phone like a bourbon in being like, Vanny sucks, slay it. You know, slay it, who cares? <laughs> you know, like you don't want that sort of analysis. For, so that's sort of like self-preservation. I mean, I would get through it better than that, but ultimately I don't want to ever put myself in that situation. And you, the listeners would not get the analysis that they deserve. Actually, maybe that's what they would want. Maybe it would be even more entertaining. I don't know, but that's when I, I'm like you, when I actually do sit down and have a hit with someone, I want to have the notes in front of me. I want to give at least as much informed analysis as I can. Right. So it just put me in a difficult spot. So I will not be discussing one. the Vanderbilt game in this pick six. I have the games that I picked and there will be no curveballs, which is a good thing for me. So let's get into our favorite plays from the college football slate. And let's do it right now. Pick Six. Pick six. All right, Jenks, do you want to start us off here? I sure do, Chelsea. Let's get back in the old wheelhouse. Thank you for letting us catch our breath there for a second. Now I'm going to feel invigorated and ready to hand out some college football picks. Here we go. SMU minus 20 and a half hosting Tulsa. This SMU fight song has to be. We are a tiny school, but in the 80s, we were great because we cheated. Okay, here's the thing. Let's hop on the ponies. <laughs> Let's grab Pony this Express. number. Pony Express. Let's grab this number with the way SMU is playing football right now. Now, if you're a casual fan, even if you're not a casual fan, you're probably not following SMU, but they are 5-2 and two overall. They've won three straight in conference. They've also managed to put up... 31 points in their last four games but more than that they are taking on a Tulsa team that has been garbage this season they have been listless coming off a blowout at the hands of Rice SMU is undefeated to home this year I know they have to cover the number but their only losses are to Oklahoma and TCU they are more than prepared for another blowout in conference play and Tulsa is there for the spanking I'm telling you this number open SMU minus 19 and a half. I still like it at 20 and a half as long as it doesn't go over 21. And the sneaky little thing about SMU is they actually play very good defense. I think this is a blowout. Ponies to cover three touchdowns in Dallas. Ooh, so it started off a little rocky, but in the end, you are backing SMU and the Pony Express. Yes. If you want to watch that one, <laughs> it is a noon Eastern kickoff in Dallas on Saturday between the Mustangs and the Golden Hurricane. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big six. Big six. All right, up next, I'm going to the SEC, and I am taking Kentucky plus three and a half against Tennessee. Uh, yes, we've got the Kentucky fight song here. Nobody comes to Kroger Field. Uh. And comes away with a win. Uh, maybe that's being a little bit dramatic. I just like saying Kroger Field. Uh, but anyways, Tennessee has been very much disappointing this season, most notably because of their offense. Like sometimes we'll see little flashes from Joe Milton, but in general, it's not the offense that piles up points. It's really their defense that kind of keeps them in the game. Usually it's their run defense. It's been really good, uh, but they gave up over 100 yards rushing to the running back last week against Alabama. And uh, Kentucky has a good little running back, Ray Davis, that I think should be able to get something going or at least keep it close against Tennessee. A home dog in the SEC. I will take the points in what I think is going to be a low scoring affair between two offenses that have really struggled to uh, put up some major points. So I'll take the three and a half with Kentucky against Tennessee. Chelsea, good luck on that pick. It is a six o'clock kickoff at Kroger Field in Lexington. Let's grab some paper towels and get it up. Pick six. Pick six. All righty. This is my favorite bet of the weekend. How about this? Actually going to do some college football here. Iowa State money line minus 145 at Baylor. Oh, don't get carried away, Cyclones. I like Iowa State. I do not like Baylor, but here's the thing. I've seen all sorts of projections that make the Cyclones either a one-point favorite or a five-point favorite, so let's just lay the juice in the money line here. The Bears want to throw the quarterback with, or want to throw the football with quarterback Blake Shapin. They do this almost as much as any team in the country. The problem with that is Chafin can be good, but man, he he has been so banged up and so injured that he's not nearly as effective as he once was. And even if the Bears want to be more balanced, I, I just don't know how they can. Get this, Baylor averages less than three yards per carry on the ground. Oh, less than three yards per carry? How in God's name? Do you power through a Baylor game watching that offense on the ground? You talk about being one-dimensional. Baylor is one-dimensional. Now, the Cyclones aren't great offensively, but they play shut-down defense. So since Baylor is one-dimensional anyway, that plays right into the strength of Iowa State, which is the teeth of that Cyclones defense. Again, money just keeps flowing in on Iowa State, and I completely understand why. They should be able to create enough explosive plays to get the dub i think they do iowa state money line is the play all right if you want to watch uh, the cyclones and the bears battling you can watch it at 3 30 eastern on saturday in waco pick six pick six
How about a little rivalry game action? Let's go to the world's largest outdoor cocktail party in Jacksonville and take the over between Georgia and Florida. This one opened at 48 and a half. It has risen to 49 and a half, and that's where I'm going. I'm taking the over between these two squads. What we've seen from Georgia this year is that their defense is good, but it's just not dominant. They've given up at least 13 points to every SEC opponent, which doesn't sound like much. Uh, but that's a defense that was pitching shutouts just a year ago. Uh, meanwhile, you look at Florida, it's been three straight overs for the Gators, and uh, you look at their defense, they gave up 33 to Kentucky, 39 to South Carolina. Graham Mertz, I think, can actually put up some points on this Georgia defense. He's been a nice little surprise for a Florida team that's 5-2, and two, kind of surprisingly so. So in a rivalry match, even if Georgia is blowing out this game, I don't think Florida's going to throw in the towel. And oh, by the way, the overs hit in four of the last five for Georgia as well. So let's hit the over 49 and a half between Georgia and Florida. I cannot wait to watch it. The world's largest cocktail party begins at 3.30 in the East on Saturday in Jacksonville. Pick six. Pick six. Well, you knew I was going to bet on Texas like I always do or that I do most of the time. And I am taking BYU plus the points here. Ugh. Also, can I just have one weekend of Texas football where I'm not sweating a win against a team that we're favored by almost three touchdowns against? Good God. All right, here's the deal. Quinn Ewers, Texas quarterback, out for this game. Going to be out for at least a couple weeks. Malik Murphy will get the start. We could see Arch Manning, which is surprising to me, but Sark said yesterday, we might put Arch in just to get him in there. Oh, great strategy. Let's just get him in for no real reason. Regardless, the game plan will be the same for Texas. Let's run the football. Let's take the pressure off these backup quarterbacks. Let's run the football. And they should be effective at that. However, Texas wants to dominate time of possession. That will take time off the clock. And that means the that means that Texas will not be able to run up the score. At least I don't think they will. Also, Texas is really, really beat up in the secondary. And when you're such a huge favorite, if they can afford to rest some guys, I think they will, which means BYU might have a chance or two to score or at least keep this within the number. Money is flowing in on Texas. I don't see it. I think Texas wins. But I do think that BYU covers. It's a lot. Of, oh, Double D, don't make me change my pick now. Don't make me talk about a 42 nothing win where one of these backups comes in. Or maybe it's Arch Manning, and maybe his era starts early, and maybe something happens to Quinn. And then in a few weeks, we're talking about a new Manning era in Austin, Texas. And all of a sudden, Texas wins the Big 12. They're playing for the national title. And it all started right here on this show. Well, that escalated quickly. Well, this happens when Double D plays the Texas fight song. BYU plus 19 and a half is the play. It's funny how different our fandoms are. Like, if he starts playing the NC State fight song, I'm like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing here? You trying to rile up some bad memories for me? Meanwhile, you could be uh, not be more chipper when it comes to your Texas Longhorns. If you want to watch that one with the No Jinxes, it is a 3.30 kick at Royal Memorial Stadium. Pick six. Pick six.
All right, next up, let's go out west between Oregon and Utah. Utah home dogs here. This line was seven. Now it's down to six and a half as we are seeing some money come in on the Utes. We know that Utah has one of the best home field advantages in all of football. And plus their defense has the capability of making any quarterback look human. We saw it last time around against USC, winning outright and absolutely owning Caleb Williams of the Trojans. So same deal here. You have another good quarterback coming in in Bo Nix. Maybe Utah does not win outright, but I will take Utah getting the six and a half points. I think this game is going to be much closer than people probably expect. Uh, so I will do that. I will take the points with the Utes at home. Let's go, Utah. Let's go. Chelsea, I'm with you here. We're just not giving enough credit to the Utes, and also they have an incredible running back, and I have a third-string quarterback, but I think that defense can lock down Oregon enough to keep this within the numbers. So I'm with you, Ducks, waddling into Salt Lake City on Saturday afternoon at 3.30, probably the best game on the card this weekend. Yeah, we're taking two Utah teams. Means we need to crack open a, like, 2.3% <laughs> ABV beer. <laughs> have you ever had one of those, like, knockoff beers in Utah? I have not, but I, I will tell you personally, and this will not come as a shock. Like, I hate beer with, like, a low ABV. Like, if I'm going to drink a beer, I want to drink a beer. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I'm not Get drinking out. a beer to be – I don't want to have, like, 14 beers with, like, a 2.1% ABV. Like, I don't want to do that. Just <laughs> give me something strong that packs a little punch, and then I can enjoy it. Low ABV beer is, like, the skim Garbage. milk of beers. It's yes. not actual milk and it's not actual beer. That's like when people are like, yeah, I drink milk. I drink skim milk. It's not milk. That's an imposter. That's like the beer in Utah. <laughs> That's exactly right. It's like when I, I'm going to have a Mick Ultra. I'm like, all right, awesome. I'll just drink some Why water. Even drink? And then I might, I might <laughs> get drunker before you do. I'm with you on that. If you hate alcohol so much, just don't even show up. Yeah, we stop here drinking. at the Daily Tip only drink normal high ABV beer. And that's that. That's the last thing we'll say about that. But we are taking those teams from Utah. All right, up next, our first look at World Series Game 1. Stick with us. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. And we are back almost the weekend here on the Daily Tip. In this segment, we're discussing game one of the World Series and what's been a really good postseason with a lot of surprises. And lo and behold, we have two teams that people did not expect to be in the World Series standing before you on this Friday night as we have the Rangers and the Diamondbacks squaring off. One team who is not in the postseason is the LA Dodgers. And that's kind of a shock mm -hmm. to most people uh, at this stage in the game. They didn't win a single postseason game, which I think is more surprising. But Jenks, now they're in the headlines for a different reason. Apparently, there is a discrimination suit against United oh, no. Airlines that says the Dodgers charter flights kicked off certain flight attendants and replaced them with, quote, 
white and thin women on their charter flights. Does this surprise you? Like I see it and I get why it's wrong, but it doesn't like yes. shock me that like, oh, you know, 22 to like 35 year old men want like attractive women. Oh man, right. what a surprise. Yeah, so it's I, I think I had the same exact reaction, which is, oh, I'm shocked, but am I? You're talking about some yeah. 22 year old, like you said, like athletes. Yes, like that doesn't, I'm not justifying it. I'm saying when you consider the source, if you consider who you're talking about, this, no, this doesn't surprise me in the slightest. My mom would tell me the stories about charter flights back in the 70s. And she oh, said God. that the waitresses or the, the stewardess used to dress like Playboy bunnies. And she said sometimes the flight would end and they wouldn't have any clothes on. So like, I can't even imagine how <clears throat> charter flights were like back in the day before social media. Cause I get it that like, you know, things are documented now and now it's a little yes. bit more corporate for the better, but I don't know. This just doesn't shock me. Like maybe they have grounds for a case here, but this is how I imagine charter flights going. Like, do you think, you know, it's just a bunch of guys with their noise canceling headphones, like really studying on their right. iPads. No, after they win a series, there's probably some partying that's going on. Oh, have you ever looked at like old photos from, and these aren't even, these aren't even charter flights. These are just regular commercial flights and you'll see it could be right. an ad and it'll be like some guy and he could be sitting with whomever and he's got like a large steak in front of him and some bourbon and the girl is scantily clad. I'm like, this is commercial. Like you went to the airport and they were like, Hey, this girl's going to barely be wearing anything. And also, would you like a steak medium rare before we get you to your destination? It was just like a totally different time, which is bizarre to me. I can't even fathom that. So when, not that things are the same, but certainly with that as a, you know, as sort of the, the standard, not, not standard, but we've come a long way. But considering athletes and considering how this used to be, no, this, this is in some ways human nature when you're talking about like young kids who are like, oh, I want a bunch of hot chicks on the plane. Yeah, I'm not justifying. I'm saying that that mentality is nothing new and does not shock me at all. Yeah, it's not shocking at all. Even though I do feel like there is way less parting when it comes to professional athletes now that everybody has camera phones. And I think we even yes. talked about this with Scott Braun from Foul Territory TV, who's mm -hmm. coming up at the top of the hour, uh, about baseball players and how like the parting is just not where it is anymore. I don't know if I should be like upset about it because I feel like it used to be such like a fantasy for a lot of people like remember the show like ballers where they like chronicled all the partying and like the lifestyle of like mm -hmm. athletes i'm not sure if we're at that level anymore i think it more leans towards like kirk cousins getting brand deals with Coles. do you think this is a trend that's going to continue or do you think at some point we're going to see you know athletes kind of mm, not behaving badly but going back to these ways or do you think it still happens we just don't see it Ooh, I, that's a good question. I think it does still happen, but I think it happens much less than it yeah. used to. And I think that's precisely because, because A, because of social media, and then B, I think there are more things to grab your attention via video games. Wasn't Scott saying that? Like a lot of guys just mm -hmm. want to go and, and game for a while, or you have something to grab your attention. Whereas 
you know, 20 years ago, you couldn't just get lost in a game. I mean, I guess you could, but not like now. And same thing with being on your phone, where if you want to do something, it wasn't just let me pick up this phone, look into this screen, or put on some sort of headset and get my gaming chair. It's okay, well, I want to do something. Let's let's go out. So I think it's a combination of all those things. It feels like one of those moments when you see a picture and it's like, you know, the the flight attendant dressed as the Playboy bunny, the guy behaving badly. And you say, look at this picture. Not a single person looking at their phone. Just dudes living in the moment. Because people <laughs> love to say that about like old time oh, yeah. pictures. Oh, but it sure. is the case. Uh, one thing the Diamondbacks did this year to kind of open up their field to parting is they said they would open up the pool in their outfield to whoever won that series between them and the Dodgers, which I thought was very nice of them, but mm -hmm. it was uh, the Diamondbacks that ended up winning that series and they ended up getting to party in their own pool. Now they're partying all the way to the world series. We've got game one kicking off tonight between the D backs and the Rangers. This one in Texas and the Rangers big favorites here, minus minus one sixty-five total of eight runs and if you're looking for series prices, I believe the Rangers are minus 175 to win it all. But it starts tonight. We have Zach Gallen towing the rubber for Arizona. He's 2-2 two and two with a 5-2-4 ERA this playoff season. And then Nathan Avaldi, big game Nate, 4-0 and with a 2-4-2 postseason ERA. So, Jinx, I think you like the Rangers here. How are you playing this one? I know it's going to shock our regular listeners but i am going rangers first five run line but i feel very compelled about this play and sometimes all the numbers sort of fall in line and i feel like this is one of those moments i just have to decide if i want to play it along with my college football pick which is my favorite pick of the night which we'll get into that later on in the show here's the thing let me try to break this down nathan avaldi has been as we know just aces during the postseason 4-0, 2.42 ERA. Incredibly, three of those performances were actually away from Arlington. At home this season, during the playoffs, just one appearance, that's when he was at his best. It's where he is tonight. One run over seven innings against the O's while striking out seven. In every one of those appearances, I mean every single one, the Rangers had the lead after the first five. Zach Gallup has not been great in his last two appearances both against the Phillies. Nine earned in his last 11 innings. Overall this year, he was much, much more effective at home. On the road, his ERA was almost two full runs higher. I know the postseason is not the same, but if you just want to go with how he's looked over the past two appearances against a hard-hitting team, he's gotten roughed up. The Rangers can hit the ball just as well as the Phillies did. No question about that. Also, if you're looking at first five numbers, the Rangers were the number one team at home in baseball in the first five at home. Overall, they were number two. So if we go back to our regular season bets, I don't know how many times we said, oh, the Rangers in the first five, the Rangers in the first five. They are still that team at home this season, averaging 3.76 runs per game. Rangers first five run line is only minus 115, and I really like that pick. I do feel like 
this is the time to play Rangers first five. I think this game and the next game are the two games you rely heavily on the Rangers in the first five innings. Like you said, a combination of this offense being really potent early and often, even against some of the best pitching staffs in all of baseball. The Astros had some really good starters, and they sent them home packing. Uh, look at Christian Javier, a guy that threw a no-hitter in the postseason, I believe last year, has excellent stuff. They chased him after not even an inning of work. So I do think that's the right call. It makes me a little nervous. We say this all the time, playing run lines in the first five innings because you do lose if this game is tied. But I think this is the matchup that you look at with Zach Gallon, who is quote-unquote their ace, but really Brandon Fott has been the ace of the Diamondbacks this postseason, which is very surprising, but true. I think for me, I'm going to look at an outs prop for Nathan Avaldi. Over 15 and a half uh, outs recorded for minus 125. Outs props in the postseason are extremely situational. The situation in this one is it, it's game one of a seven-game series. And the thing that makes Rangers fans nervous is the bullpen. So I think you keep Nathan Avaldi in there as long as possible. He has hit this in every single postseason game against some really good offenses, like you said, against the Astros, did this in both, went over six innings in every single postseason start. Also, he's been very good because when you're playing an ounce prop, you need a pitcher to not get roughed up. Uh, but he is 4-0 with a 2-4-2 ERA this postseason. And over his career, he has been nails in the postseason as well. A career 2-8-7 postseason ERA. I will take the ounce prop for Nathan Avaldi here over 15 and a half out. So, Jenks, we need Avaldi to be big game Nate here. Big game Nate. Yes, we do. And I like it when we have different plays, but we need similar performances for both of those plays mm -hmm. to come home because everything comes in line. And I have to say, like, I've just been so impressed with him and I'm so blown away by the Rangers because when they lost to Grom and when it looked like Max was done for the season, even though Max has not been effective in the postseason, who would have thought that Avaldi would step up the way that he has and who would have thought that Jordan Montgomery would be as good as he has? And you combine those guys with those bats, and I understand why they're the favorites here. I'm not counting out the D-backs, but I am saying that when you have such a tremendous loss in your rotation, when you bring in a guy like that, and I feel bad for DeGrom, it's easy for things to sort of collapse on top of each other and for you to go the wrong way, and the Rangers just – have kept fighting, have kept fighting. Same as the D-backs, but it's been impressive to me to watch Texas sort of redefine itself. Oh, for sure. It's been a great postseason. And I personally mm -hmm. like that we have two teams that were kind of counted out in the World Series. But one final PSA to people listening who did not hear our earlier segment on the World Series. There is a reason neither of us are playing the full game money line on the Rangers. And I think number one is that the Dimebacks have proven a lot of people wrong this postseason. And also because the bullpen for the Rangers still makes us a little nervous. Aroldis Chapman is fully capable of giving mm -hmm. it up in the later innings. So I think if you do play the Rangers, you need to play them in the first five. Yes, I agree with you. That's the one thing. If you're looking at this objectively, it feels like to me the one area where the D-backs have a significant advantage over Texas is the bullpen. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. So it's going to be a good one regardless we will have our popcorn ready. All right, on the other end, we welcome Scott Braun from Foul Territory TV to give us some World Series insight and maybe some plays. That's after the break here on The Daily Tip. 
For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.